third episode of Seinfeld's. Um, you just watched yes. the comeback, right? Yes. Yes. I'm here with Alex Bergmans. He is a, you probably know him if you've been to an improv show ever at Go Comedy. Uh, yeah, I performed there a lot, at least when it was open. Um, yep. uh, sometimes Planet Ant, sometimes Pointless. Awesome. You're all around town doing your thing. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so cool. It's good to have you where it's going to be interesting to talk. So the first two episodes were, um, season three episodes. So now we're jumping to season eight. So it gets a lot wackier. <laughs> later in the show, so it's interesting. Um, I just got a couple things to uh, mention at the top here. Um, last week, Brett Mercer was on and I forgot to ask him if he wanted to plug anything. He and, um, his crew or whatever do a Twitch stream every night. It seems like uh, it's called Big Time Garbage based on their podcast of the same name um, and comedy festival of the same name. Um, look up Big Time Garbage on Facebook. You should find it. Yeah, um, I like it. Good, good podcast. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Good chats. Um, and then also some sad news that's Seinfeld related. Sam Lloyd um, passed away recently. He played Ricky on um a couple of episodes um the cigar store indian and the pie i didn't even know he he's a really talented acapella singer as well which i didn't realize uh yeah that was like part of his because he had a character on scrubs and, and i remember like they put his acapella group in into the show yeah and i wasn't really a huge scrubs watcher i watched it a little i had a couple friends that were into it so i gave it a shot but it wasn't really my thing but anyway sam lloyd plays ricky He's the uh, TV-loving uh, mannequin designer that um, falls in love with Elaine. Um, later in uh, in the series, I think uh, there's the mannequin in the in the window uh, of a store, and it's the TR6, which Ricky prefers to call Elaine. Which is, <laughs> um, so rips to him. Um, all right. So there's a bunch of scenes in this episode. Later episodes have very short scenes that pretty much just take you from here to here to here to here it's all jokes really it's a lot of jokes in these later episodes oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's very very fast paced like yeah it. so i've laid it out it's the 13th episode of season eight it aired january 30th 1997 perhaps of note is the eighth season is the first season that larry david didn't write or run or executive produced the show, I believe. So, yeah. Anyway, episode starts off. They're in Yankee Stadium uh, discussing the new scoreboard. Right away, the premise of the episode is is set up. So it's like <laughs> right there. Um, Riley, a co-worker of his, says, Hey, George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp because he's eating all the shrimp. Ha, ha, ha. Everybody laughs. Yeah. Um, so, side note, what made you want to do this one? It was... It was an episode I caught on TV uh, before I actually like got into the show. And it's like what got me into the show because I was like so impressed by the jokes and like how it wrapped everything up near the end. Yeah. I, I wasn't really a, Seinf a Seinfeld watcher until like I made myself get into it. Um, okay. So it wasn't like you were a kid or something and caught it in syndication or you kind of... No, I, w I was relatively young when okay. I caught it in syndication okay um and and then like after that one i decided to like go uh i lived right by my library and uh they have like a big dvd selection so i like just rented all the all the seinfeld dvds from the library blasted through that the first show i really got into honestly that's cool um it's probably my the first show that i really really got into as well i mean outside of like i like he-man when i was like six or whatever <laughs> but like so i was like really into he-man i guess but like for real real uh, seinfeld is the first show i was probably really into um yeah. so, so anyway that's cool um immediately they've set up the scene okay scene two george is driving he's fuming and he <laughs> comes up he comes up with a comeback he's like that's what i should have said damn it yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we've all we've all been there 
And we I have this, all been there. This this episode, I think, is like the best like <laughs> version of like the the manifestation of that. Like, I wish I could have said that back oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It really does encapsulate that feeling really well. So, okay, scene three. We're at the tennis club. All of a sudden, I find this weird because they don't really play tennis that much on Seinfeld. <laughs> it's always weird when they're playing like an odd sport that they don't really like mention otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah like we played racquetball for one episode like we played basketball one time <laughs> yeah there's like a line in this episode where it's like uh george used all my guest passes to the other tennis place yeah because they go play tennis so much all <laughs> the time yeah it's monks and the tennis courts really is all they do basically um so he's talking to um george is talking to jerry about uh, he's recounting the uh the scenario and you he he tells jerry what the line is hey the jerk store called they're running out of you <laughs> and jerry was very impressed at first he's like you really said that and he's like no but i i came up with it well, that's <laughs> not as that's not as impressive um have you um would you ever like <laughs> if you've ended an argument with someone would you ever like open it back up because you had like a killer last line uh no because I know it won't ever work and it'll just make me look pathetic. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, why do you fucking care about this still, Alex? Yeah. It, you, you win by not even showing, you win by not showing that you're bothered by it, I That's guess. <laughs> All right. And George does a very bad job of not being bothered by things. So. All right. So Jerry goes up to the counter at the pro shop, I guess, and to buy some balls. And he meets Milos, who, in my opinion, is one of the weirdest fucking characters on the show <laughs> ever. <laughs> he's a little over the top yeah. he's insane so he's buying the balls and Milos is like you don't plan to hit these balls with that racket do you my accents are gonna be horrible through this but I love the Milos accent that Eastern European oh yeah whatever the fuck it is classic uh Eastern European character like getting idioms half wrong yes uh, yeah no I he has a good one later that we'll we'll bring up um, <laughs> so he convinces Jerry to get a new racket because it's the only one that he plays with and he's supposed to be good at tennis. Um, His racket looked bad, to be honest. The new like one? Wood. The oh, the old, old one. one. Yeah, it did. It was it's like a badminton racket or something. Yeah, it wasn't even made for tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids, it's a kid's guitar that doesn't, you know, what? Yeah. Um, okay, so then it moves on. We're now at Champagne Video uh elaine this is another new kind of not new setting for the show too they only use the video store a few times um elaine's looking at uh the rack there's a uh, picks by the various employees of champagne video elaine is hooked on vincent's picks at the moment uh kramer somehow shows up He's, he seems to always be at the video store <laughs> when Elaine is at the video store. Like, they don't go together. He's just there. He just wanders the streets, goes yeah. to fruit markets and feels plums and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, Kramer, Kramer shows up and he tells her that he's into jeans picks because Vincent is an art house goon. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good term. <laughs> um, the movie that Kramer is currently watching is called The Other Side of Darkness. Seinfeld does a good job of coming up with fake movies throughout the series. This yeah. one's one of the more forgettable ones, other than um, that it does impact the plot quite heavily. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so this is a movie called The Other Side of Darkness. It went straight to video, which makes Kramer the premiere. Uh, moving on. <laughs> The next scene, the movie, The Other Side of Darkness, is about being in a coma. So Kramer gets worried about being in a coma, <laughs> and he starts writing up his living will. Before finishing the movie. <laughs> Before even finishing the movie. Yeah, he's so freaked out that he can't continue. He, of note is that he writes his living will on the Z page of Jerry's <laughs> address book. And moved all of his Z's to the weights and measures page. Uh, Remember Kramer those doesn't have stationery at his apartment. He's got to borrow Jerry stuff. Yeah. Have you ever even had an address book? Like, I remember uh, having them in, like, the 90s, I guess. My parents had them. I never, uh, yeah. never had one of my own. Yeah, my mom had one, and it was not, like, organized by 
name at all. I think it was just like a list of names in the A section and then like another list of names that didn't matter. Um, But anyway, Kramer's very conscientious, moves all the Zs to the weights and measures page. Jerry's like, this is good and all, but even if you do type it up, I don't know that this is illegally (laughs) Kramer can't see a lawyer right now because Jackie Childs, who this is just a joke for the fans of the show, I guess, because he does not show up in the episode. Um, (laughs) Jackie Childs has a restraining order against uh, Kramer. Kramer couldn't give him his Christmas present. (laughs) Which, what do you think Kramer gave, what, like, got Jackie? Like a, like an entree from a restaurant or something like that. (laughs) Something weird, just... Like hot food. food. (laughs) A calzone. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Then we move scenes. Um, Elaine in her bedroom uh, is watching... What's the movie she's watching? Um, I don't think it's clear what it is. Okay, but she loves it. And it's it's just, a weepy, yeah, s- sentimental like, drama. Bravo, Vincent. Bravo. <laughs> At this very moment, Vincent calls her on the telephone. <laughs> Elaine's kind of startled. She's like, yeah, what? Hello? Uh, it's Vincent of Vincent's Picks. The same. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I, I like to try to throw the same into conversation. <laughs> That's so smooth for For what ends up being a 15-year-old. Um, spoilers, everybody. Um, now, this is fucking creepy, right? Like, he oh, yeah. the video store's computer to look up her phone number. Yeah. And then calls her at home. Didn't have Facebook stalking in those days. No. So like now it would be Vincent would text her a dick pic or something probably. Oh, yeah. Or like find her Instagram or something and slide in the DMs. There you go. That's smooth. That's that's smooth. You're smooth, Alex. Um, (laughs) The next scene. Oh boy. Okay. So then the next scene here. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, if that happened today, you'd probably call the cops. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude Was this before or after Scream came out? I don't know when Scream came out. That was around this time. 97? Yeah. You Google that. Scream movie came out in 1996. Because huh. it's very similar to like scream phone calls. Okay. Maybe it was a weird like semi reference to it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So then they're back at the tennis club. Uh, Jerry and Elaine are discussing Vincent and they're on the courts just sitting there discussing this. And behind them is a really bad tennis player wearing <laughs> like what's he wearing? He's wearing like everything short of Groucho Marx glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's terribly disguised. And is. <laughs> Attempting to play tennis, Jerry has to keep returning the ball to him because it keeps going out of their court. What is it? His glasses fall off or his ponytail comes undone or something? And he's like, uh, how, you, how you doing? Or whatever. Oh, he goes to get the ball from Jerry. And then like when he goes to meet him, he takes his sunglasses off real quick. Okay, right. He's hey, how you doing? Um, <laughs> so at this point, Jerry realizes Milos is garbage at tennis. Scene cuts to Jerry's apartment. Jerry's pissed that he paid $200 for this new racket. <laughs> Milos could have played just as well with a log. <laughs> uh, Kramer comes in. He's uh, he's all dressed up. He's wearing a suit. He's going to go to his lawyer. He's he's about to go to his lawyer, right? Not coming back from his lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So he's trying to pick somebody to be the executor of his living will. He picks Jerry at first. Yes. Um, okay. At this point, George walks in. Um, he says a, he says a funny line here. He says, "Sometimes, my friend, the gods smile upon you," and uh, goes into the whole comeback thing. So, what are the comebacks here that that the others the others have? Um, Elaine says um, your cranium called, and they have space for rent. Right, and George is like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> it's pretty obvious what that means. And then Jerry says, uh, "The zoo called. They're wondering when you'll he'll be home or something." something yeah, I think you're due lines. back. You're due back by six. Yeah, there it is. Um, and then Kramer's. <laughs> Kramer's is great. <laughs> Just tell him you had sex with his wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait. I feel like he's done that before. Oh, yeah, he's done it when um, Elaine was uh, writing a Ziggy or writing a comic. 
<laughs> that he's that she ended up stealing from Ziggy inadvertently. But like his line, his caption was like, "My wife is a slut" or something. <laughs> <the same> department. <laughs> Kramer, Kramer's way off on this, but it's great. Um, but then George, George is just like he goes off on how he hates writing with a large group and it gets all d- diluted and homogenized and. This kind of seems like maybe direct frustration from the Seinfeld writers. Like uh, having to write as a group maybe after like Larry David left or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, George gets a big applause break for that, that, uh, that rant. It's a good rant. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that dynamic in a writer's room. <laughs> like someone who's like, no, this, this is the joke that, that works. <laughs> Three yeah, other people yeah, pitch Yeah, like I'm not ideas. looking for suggestions right now. <laughs> A line and you write a lot you write a lot of stuff yeah yeah are you writing anything right now um of note um yeah some sketch stuff that oh. might be going up at go if it opens up again you acted in a sketch that i wrote uh, i believe so it was the it was the nachos sketch the where na- it was a therapist and uh, a patient and uh, it's funny because you've been in so many sketches and this is like just one. Yes, I'm trying to. Was it uh, overly dramatic and... Yeah, kind of. And then there's like a bl- big blow line at the end? Yeah, yeah. I love doing that one. That was a good... That's the only thing I've ever gotten uh, performed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. <laughs> you guys did an awesome job and I think that's kind of how I met you because I like came up to you afterwards. So none of these lines are as good as Jerk Store, right? That... <laughs> Elaine's is no good. I don't like that one. It's too obvious. I like the zoo called You're Due Back by Six. That one's okay. I mean, they'd all be fine if you were able to pull them off in the moment. But like planning ahead, they're not great. <laughs> George is really bad at this. Um, so now Kramer sees Jerry's old ass tennis racket just sitting around. And he's like, how can I trust you to be the executor of, of my living will? You can't even throw out this tennis racket. <laughs> so uh, he gets in- Elaine to do it instead because she's a calculated cold-hearted businesswoman <laughs> and she eats that compliment up <laughs> oh yeah she loves it she seems very flattered by it. uh all right so now we cut to um is his name shell big or shell back because i think kramer says it a couple different ways i don't i don't remember this is ben stein's office um ben stein is a is is the uh, lawyer shell big or shell back um for, but first of all ben stein is kind of a weird dude <laughs> he's like <laughs> He's like this pretty ultra conservative Republican. I'm pretty sure he worked for Rick Nixon. Yeah. Speeches for Nixon. Nowadays he writes for shit like Newsmax, which is funny. <laughs> Sounds like something my my grandparents would forward to me. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of shit that he's he's up to right now. I mean, on like on paper, he's like a very funny character actor but like i can't like him it's unfortunate yeah Yeah, he's a gross gross person yeah but anyway he does a good job in this scene he's reading over uh kramer's living will he goes goes over a few scenarios and and elaine's like yank it like you're starting a mower (laughs) (laughs) talking about pulling the plug on the life support um kramer elaine's demeanor in that scene um have you seen the wire a little bit Uh, i have um, a series there's a there's a scene early on where uh, Weebay from uh, the Barksdale group um, take like goes in to like uh, admit that he did a bunch of murders, just like take the fall for like everybody. Uh-huh. And like while he's in like the uh, interrogation room confessing, he's like basically just like what Elaine's doing in that uh, lawyer's office, just like uh-huh. sipping a sipping a sprite and being like, "Yep, I did that one too." And- oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> just real calm. Yep. There's another scene that's kind of like that where Newman is Newman's interrogating Jerry um, at the post office for mail fraud. And Jerry's just sitting there like sipping his soda. And he's like, Newman's sweating bullets under the hot lights. And Jerry's like, well, I'm, I'm quite comfortable, actually. <laughs> I'm good. Um, all right. So Ben Stein's going over these things. Um, the one scenario that Kramer wants to stick for is uh, stick around for is the um, one where he could still go to the coffee shop where machines do everything else. You can still eat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We skip now to the tennis club. Did you have anything else to say about Ben Stein or the, uh, the living will? No, it's just like fun. All the different 
uh, coma scenarios they were putting. Yeah, I didn't forward. list them out, unfortunately, but definitely watch watch the uh, episode for them. They're very funny. Now we go to the tennis club. Uh, Jerry approaches Milos about his bad playing and uh, how he feels ripped off over buying that racket. Milos says he'll try to get him free membership for a year. And he goes in the back and is like back almost immediately. <laughs> Where he's just like, I can't do it. And I'm like, you, did you talk to anybody <laughs> back there at all? Uh, it seems like a big, big chunk was like cut out or something. I felt like... Maybe, like, his leaving was only to give a couple seconds so he could, like, make eye contact with the girl browsing the, yes. the store. Yes, So Jerry sees an attractive woman in the shop, and he, he starts flirt. He flirts a little he, when, as he's leaving. He's like, tennis anyone? Jerry's, uh, Jerry's not good at flirting. I don't. <laughs> I hate, I hate flirty Jerry, honestly. Like, his cheese ball. He's a weird man. <laughs> yeah, he's a very weird man. Okay, so I guess Milos notices that Jerry's into this woman. It turns out this woman is Milos's wife. Um, I love when I'm at work and my wife just comes to browse the merchandise at the store. Where I <laughs> yeah, she's just there. Uh, that happened. Okay, so this episode is just the episode of like people just happening to be in the right place <laughs> and they're like, for the plot to work. Is that stuff you consider when you're writing sketch? Like, why I mean, is this person here? I guess. Writing sketch, for the most part, if it's just like one sketch, I don't have to worry about like the implications of the world outside of it. I just yeah. have to worry about this like four or five minute thing. That's true. Um, so it doesn't feel like like Deus Ex Machina or whatever. <laughs> that's I don't know what that means. But I don't know, <laughs> just like you know, like it, like the that's like um like a story writing technique where it just like basically everything works out because of like the hand oh, of God oh. basically, or like the writer just like, we learned that in, in school. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I don't know if I pronounced that right, but oh, it's <laughs> completely right. It's Deus Ex Machina. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then they skip to the video store again. Elaine is looking at the, the pain and the yearning is the movie that she's <laughs> She's wanting to watch, and it's uh, 192 minutes long. I think that night might be just like the sorrow and the pity. <laughs> Which is another really long movie, right? Yeah, it's a very long, I don't know if it's a documentary. I think it's a documentary that's like 200 minutes long or something oh, like fuck. that. It's that's something that I've been meaning to watch. <laughs> got a lot of time to do it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, I like Kramer's line here after she says it's 192 minutes. Like, that's a lot of yearning. <laughs> <laughs> I like those little Kramer lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kramer in these later seasons has so many brilliant one-liners. And, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. I don't know why. Um, one of my favorite lines in the show is in the Slicer episode um, when they go to that apartment to, like, feed the cat slices of meat underneath the door um every time they go into the hallway someone asks why the whole hall smells like potatoes so like <laughs> it's like a running thing throughout the show it's like why does this whole apartment building smell like potatoes and then when they're trying to break in kramer's like yanking on the door and then like flies backwards and then bursts through the door of the apartment across the hall uh -huh. and then like you hear a man off screen go hey get out of here and then kramer just goes like completely horrified whoa, that's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like a big long setup for this. Like That is. <laughs> yeah, and it's like episodes long setup too. Like, <laughs> right? Because they mention the potatoes over, not just in one episode, it's over several episodes. <laughs> and it's like not even like a joke. It's just no, like. <laughs> it's for the acute observer of, the Seinfeld universe, I think. And it's it's perfect. That's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> I just enjoy that very much. It's great. I enjoyed that too. Thanks for uh, remembering that. That's awesome. <laughs> Elaine's like, these Vincent's picks are really good, but they're so emotionally exhausting. Kramer suggests doing a gene pick, like uh, Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny that they use a real movie here as an <laughs> example of a gene pick. <laughs> I've never seen the second weekend at Bernie's. Uh, yeah, I can't say that I have either. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, it's funny they did that though. Like, why didn't they go with something like sack lunch? You would think. I don't know. Sack lunch is like the zaniest, zaniest dumb, dumb movie I can think of off the show. You know, wonder if like a producer or writer or something worked on it. <laughs> oh, the weekend at Bernie's too. Yeah, maybe yeah. that was like an in joke. Let's plug this shit I worked on. <laughs> they paid me to write this. Uh, all right, so Elaine's in bed. Uh, watching Weekend at Bernie's 2 and gets a call again from Vincent um, who's really pissed that she is cheating on Vincent and rented a jean pick. Elaine tries to play it off like it's no big deal. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not even going to rewind it. Uh, We're back at the Yankees office. George once again is in front of the shrimp platter at, at a meeting. Uh, expecting Riley to show up and Riley doesn't work there anymore for some reason. That's also <laughs> Deus Ex Machina here at work, I think. I mean, he was being an asshole in meetings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's all those zingers. He got fired. Oh, man. That's kind of my job. Like at my last jobs uh, in meetings, the rarely would I talk other than to just like make zingers. <laughs> Uh, who, who was the guy that played the the guy he tried to make the comeback to? Riley? I don't know. I don't know who that guy Because I recognize that actor, I feel like. I feel like he plays like just like a short, bald, mad guy in another thing, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got like a, like a J.K. Simmons energy. Yes, yes he does. Um, Joel Paulus. Okay. In The Thing. Okay. <laughs> John Carpenter's The Thing. Interesting. And Cheers. And I don't know. How many episodes of Cheers? Like one. Probably one. Okay. No. I just, I recognize him. I guess he's probably nobody. From the thing. Well, good. What's his name? John Paulus? John Paulus. Okay. He was Fuchs in The Thing. I remember that. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, way to go, John Paulus. So, John Paulus doesn't work there anymore. And, uh, <laughs> The reason George doesn't know about this is because they only wake him for the important meetings. <laughs> <laughs> they all have a huge laugh at that. <laughs> yeah, nobody likes George ever at any of his jobs. <laughs> Just gets roasted at every single yeah. meeting. Uh, all right, so now we cut to, um, in front of Jerry's building, um, the woman from the tennis shop, who we don't know yet is Milosh's wife, but we do. <laughs> I guess Milosh gave her his address, Jerry suggests, hey, you want to get a cup of coffee or something? And she's like, let's just go upstairs. I like Jerry's line at the end here. Where he's like, there's got to be an easier way. <laughs> <laughs> like just this, this woman's just falling into his lap, literally. It's crazy. Side note, her name is Patty, um, which just kind of reminded me of what an uncommon name that is in my life. Like we know a Patty, but that's the only Patty I know and have ever known. Have you known many Patties? Um, I've known a few. I don't know. I guess that, are yeah, there I just know names? Patty Gould and that's it. Patricia. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But so I, then I, cause the name seemed familiar in the Seinfeld world and it turns out they do use it three times. There's this Patty, um, the prostitute in the stranded when, Mr. Pocatillo um, <laughs> comes over and, you know, hires a hooker. <laughs> Her name's Patty. And then um, Lori Laughlin, who's a girlfriend of Jerry's, who's famous from Full House and her criminal involvement in a college admissions scheme. Um, she also played Patty in The Serenity Now. So someone on the staff likes the name Patty. Uh, we move to the next scene, Kramer's apartment. He's eating some spaghetti and watching The Other Side of Darkness. And the woman comes out of the coma. <laughs> and how does she come out of this coma? Do you oh, remember? yeah. <laughs> Just very energetic. And she says, wow, I feel so refreshed. Yeah. Where's my toothbrush? <laughs> yeah, I get her a toothbrush. <laughs> like, so then Kramer's wide-eyed. He's, you know, he's like, oh, shit, I got to change this will. Next scene, Jerry's apartment with Patty. Uh, Jerry's making some small talk about tennis, but she goes for making out with him right away, but then has a complete turnaround breakdown. I can't go through with this even for him. Milos is my husband. <laughs> and Jerry's expression is like, whoa, whoa, you know, your husband. Weird thing for Milos to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a weird guy. Is that customary in, in your legal system? Is that customary? <laughs> 
Oh man, Milos, you know, get a hold of your life. It's, <laughs> I don't understand how he got to the level he's at. Just faking it till he makes it, I guess. But like no one's ever watched him play tennis. Like what? Again, deus ex machina. This episode is just a bunch of weird coincidences. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then they uh, cut to Jerry's apartment. George is uh, interested to hear about this Milos uh, uh, situation which he refers to Patty coming over as some sort of medieval sexual payola. (laughs) (laughs) To which Jerry responds, and this line is muffled with uh, laughter. I never knew that he said, he's new around here, (laughs) is the line that Jerry says to explain why Milos thought that was okay. Yeah, then maybe that's just like... <laughs> no, but it's like a line I never even knew was there. I thought he was just like sloughing George off or something. <laughs> um, anyway, he's like, I didn't sleep with her. And George is like, because of society, right? <laughs> I, uh, one of my favorite things about George is when he refers to society. Like, <laughs> we're living in a society because of society. It's it's such a Larry David thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and therefore, in turn, it's a very it's a me thing too. I've I've definitely had the feeling of we're living in a society. Like every fucking day, I think we're living yes. in a society. Yeah. There are unwritten rules that we must follow. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, no one knows them. Oh well. They even say on Curb, like someone's like Larry. Not everyone knows your rules. <laughs> are you a fan of Curb? I love it. I think yeah. I might like it more than Seinfeld. Okay, okay. That's interesting, because it usually goes the other way around, I think. Like, if you like Seinfeld, you might like Curb, but if you like Curb, you're, you'll probably be into the clever writing of Seinfeld, at least. Yeah, I think I like the more, like, improvisational feel of Curb. Like, yes, yeah. Dicking around. But it does come at the lack of like actual jokes sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, George is talking about how Riley isn't with the Yankees anymore, but insists that the jerk store line would have smoked him. Kramer comes in frantic, wants Jerry to edit the, uh, or what needs to edit his living will. Cause he didn't know it was possible to come out of a coma. <laughs> and Jerry's like, I didn't know it was possible not to know that. <laughs> Oh, good Jerry. Classic Jerry kind of line. Just zingers. Spoils the ending of the He spoils the ending of the the other side of darkness because George wanted to see it. Who's the actor that he says? It was a real actor. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, I have the script here. Hold on. It was... How was... Oh, how how was was Eric Roberts as the husband? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To which Kramer says, oh, unforgettable. (laughs) Which upsets George even more. <laughs> yeah, he's so George says, thanks for the spoiler. We cut scenes to champagne video. Elaine's looking at the Vincent's picks, and every one of his picks is a copy of the movie Betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> Which Elaine interprets correctly immediately. Oh, Vincent. Kramer, again, barges in. <laughs> Finds Elaine at the video store <laughs> to tell her not to pl- pull the plug on him anymore. Uh, oh, okay. Then we were introduced to Gene. Gene's like, there's there's plenty of Gene picks to, to choose from or whatever. <laughs> Elaine says, Gene's trash. <laughs> Gene I'm says, Gene. I'm Gene, yes. <laughs> and then Elaine's only response is, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Elaine being cute. Um, All right. Next scene. We're back at the tennis shop. Uh, Jerry and Milos are talking about the Patty prostitution situation. And Milos does one of his. Here's the, do you know the mixed metaphor that he uses here? It was, I can't remember it. Okay. Burning, uh, something something to do with burning, I don't know. He he says, I have much larger problems to fry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My wife, she has no respect for Milos anymore. (laughs) That's what happens when you dabble in the flesh trade. All right, so what's this plan that uh, Milos comes up with here? Um, To have Jerry take a dive playing tennis against him. <laughs> yeah, so he needs his wife to see him beat Jerry at tennis. Why Jerry goes along with this plan, like Jerry's not invested in Milos <laughs> one bit. <laughs> why, why does he care so much? Uh, that's what makes it such an amusing premise, I guess. 
uh, all right. So now we're back at Monk's, the diner. Um, Elaine is showing everybody that, that Vincent sent her the play button off of his VCR. <laughs> and what's it look like? It's like a tooth. <laughs> Goes so far back. Did you, do, first of all, do you have a VCR? Uh, not anymore. When's the last time you did? Ooh, it's probably been 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Probably here too. Yeah. About 10 years. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know if you know, I've, I've, I've been married. So back when I was married, we had a, we had a VCR. And then I think when we got divorced, she kept the VCR <laughs> and oh. then I was VCRless. Oh, well. Well, you can go to any Salvation Army and get yeah, one. Yeah, you get one for a buck these days. I hear about like, there's these projects around the web where they're archiving and, and like, you know, digi- digitizing like people's like videotapes of TV. Like people just like put in a six hour tape and just like tape, like I'm yeah. taping channel two for six hours. And it's like all the commercials, it's all the weather reports. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool, like, I don't know. It's yeah. like a cool archive of shit that is still around and so pointless, but I don't know. <laughs> There's something interesting about videotape. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm old, I think. Maybe I'm just like yeah. remind, romanticizing it. It is weird when um, popular formats like go out of fashion. But like the things, the things on it don't go out of fashion. It's just the way that it's presented. Yeah, the medium. Well, apparently kids now don't even know what like tapes are if you present like a tape to them like i don't know what this is i do remember that they were a bigger hassle than dvd players to hook up because you had to like go to a specific channel and then like set it to like av mode or something yep 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 all that shit you do align a whole bunch of settings in order to get it to work right Uh (laughs) uh-huh you um you dabble in music stuff right Mm -hmm. do you ever record on like a tape uh four track recorder like a tascam no, I've always I've always just done um, digital recordings. Yeah, just on computers. Y- yes, I think okay. I'm trying to. No, I think I re- I did have a like a just cassette tape recorder. Okay, well those Tascam ones were cool. Like I mean, because you kind of had to like plan out what tracks you were gonna have even. Whereas like now I'll just I'll write something and be like, oh, it needs a uh, this, and you can just tack it on. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I used to like record um, like just ra- the radio before iPods and stuff like that. Yeah. I would just like have like a cassette tape and then like whenever I'd hear like the DJ say and now here's this song I'm like, oh, I've been wanting to like record this song and then I'd have yeah. like, a bunch of these tapes that are in order of <laughs> when they happen <laughs> to come onto the radio. That's pretty sweet, actually. I like it. Little <laughs> clips of the guy talking at the beginning and the end because uh-huh. D- Detroit, <laughs> Detroit DJs don't shut up and they, they talk over <laughs> so much. It sounds like a t-shirt. Like the Detroit <laughs> DJs don't shut up. It's kind of like, <laughs> like a Detroit hustles harder kind of thing. Yeah, it's really, I gotta, I gotta monetize that. <laughs> make that. Make that shirt, please. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so uh, the VCR button. Okay, so George finds out Riley's working for Firestone or Goodyear, one of those tire companies. The logical next step after working for the yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he ups and moves to Akron, Ohio. Um, this is also where George refers to him as Mr. Ocean Phone. Interesting. <laughs> right? um, so he wants to go back. He wants to go to Akron. Jerry's like, you're flying to Akron just to zing a guy? They're all talking about the line. That's not a good line. And he goes off on this thing. He's like, I'm not going to dumb it down for some bonehead mass audience. <laughs> Everybody in the restaurant is staring at him. He's like, not, not you. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that, that did like <laughs> cement that it was like an analog for the writing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. We're not watering this down. This is a smart audience will like this. <laughs> All right, so... 21st scene. Uh, we're on the last page of notes here. Um, Elaine's bedroom. She's watching a movie again. Uh, the dialogue from the movie is these brittle bones. How I long to be rid of the pain. <laughs> uh, and so now while she's watching this movie, Vincent calls again. And they have this like really heartfelt discussion. And, and Elaine ends it with, 
no, let's have a look at you. Uh, Vincent agrees um, as long as she brings some things to him from the store, which she agrees to. Elaine's like super desperate in a lot of these later episodes, I feel. Like yeah. she'll, she'll do a lot to, to score a man. I guess I like kind of relate in this case because for some reason, people liking the same movies as me is like, wow. Yeah. I, I, that, that's a good person to go on a date with. <laughs> yeah. How does that work though? Cause I used to base a lot of my shit on like, Oh, do you like, they might be giants and Seinfeld and this and that. And I'm like, you know, oh, what? it doesn't work at all. No, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's you like can a, still be a shitty person and like all the same media that I like. I gotta stop trying to date myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld episode. He hates himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, next scene, uh, driver, not driver, Kramer is driving incredibly slowly to the lawyer's office. I guess so he doesn't die or get in an accident, but he's really making himself way more accident prone by going that slow. (laughs) Um, He arrives at the office, lawyer's office, for his 10.30 appointment, but it's 2 p.m. now. Shelbig or Shellback is at his tennis lesson. So then we go to the tennis club. Now this scene is awesome. Where <laughs> this is Milos playing Jerry at tennis. And yes. explain what's happening. <laughs> uh, Jerry's taking a dive, playing very poorly. And Milos is just ripping into him as if yes. he's pathetic. <laughs> and just <laughs> bullying him. it on. He's like, he's not even a man, this Jerry. He's not even <laughs> married like I am. <laughs> he's not even married. <laughs> Which is such a good like, <laughs> Seems kind of like Eastern European, like traditional, like, oh, I'm a married man. I have wife. <laughs> I have you wife, yes. Bachelor. <laughs> exactly. He's not a man. Jerry asks him to ease up on all the not a man stuff. Milos responds with, Look, the little chicken wants me to ease up. He can't handle it. He cries like a woman. Not very politically correct. I don't know if this line would fly now. Maybe. (laughs) If he's being shown as like a petulant character, I guess. (laughs) That's true. That's true. TV's wild these days. It probably All right. So next scene. So this this tennis match is split um, into two pieces. Uh, We go to uh, Vincent's hallway now. Elaine arrives with the stuff. Uh, he cracks the door open and wants the stuff, but is like, no, no, you can't see me. And Elaine's like, please. It's a pretty like emotional <laughs> like, like scene for Seinfeld where she's peeking in the doorway and, he's, and, and she's like, I know you feel like what I feel. <laughs> like this real intense, like, like wow, Elaine. Oh. I like the fact that like all of these movies that she's watching are like overly melodramatic, but she hates the English patient. It's like oh, the, yeah. same, the same like vein of movie. <laughs> hates it so much to the point that she was willing to get fired over it. <laughs> that is funny. At this point, Vincent's mom walks up um, and it's revealed that Vincent is a 15 year old teenage kid. Uh, and we see Vincent <laughs> and he yells, no, my acne. <laughs> Uh, turns out the stuff that Elaine brought for Vincent was vodka, cigarettes, fireworks. Um, <laughs> Elaine has to return the play button for their VCR that she was wearing as a necklace around her neck. I think, was that like a Van Gogh thing? To wear a like play his button? Name, like his name is Vincent and like instead of mailing his ear, he mailed the uh, play button. Good catch. Maybe. I didn't yeah. think about that until right now. That's that's good. I'm I, I'm gonna call that. That's canon. That's that's right. That's, you heard it here first. Oh, wow. <laughs> um. So she she leaves the cigs and fireworks in the hall and takes the bottle of vodka. <laughs> it's always great when when Elaine uh, acts like a like a drunk. <laughs> she does it. She does it more and more. She just so progresses. proudly walks away with the vodka bottle. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably gonna drink the whole fucking thing that night. So here we go. All right, now we're back at the tennis club again, back to the match between Jerry and Milos. And Milos is still doing his, look at the big baby. Hey, big baby. Are you wetting yourself? Maybe it is time for you to be changed. Patty loves this shit. Patty, <laughs> Patty Milos's wife. She's like laughing, eating it up. Jerry's starting to get really annoyed. So what does he do? He, t- he takes it up a notch and plays tennis for real. Milos's response to that, do you remember what he said? He's like, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so the, fir- like, the, the first point he scored, he's like, what, what's going on? Yeah, he's so 
like meek and what, what are you doing? The baby got lucky on that one. <laughs> and it's funny that like I guess Jerry was scoring no no points whatsoever <laughs> in his dive against Milos. Didn't even like try to make it somewhat realistic. So anyway, they're doing their thing. Kramer walks in. How's he walking in? He's very like upright smiling very confidently walking <laughs> towards Shellback, who is at his tennis lesson and looks up at Kramer kind of confused like what the fuck is my client <laughs> doing here Milos while returning a serve from Jerry loses grip on his racket it goes flying through the air in slow motion this part I'd never caught Kramer sees it and says Racket, (laughs) (laughs) which is awesome. Um, It hits a guy that's manning one of those ball launching machines who then falls over and aims the machine at Kramer. And then you see like the balls hit Kramer and somehow they take him down. I guess these balls are being launched at like a hundred miles an hour or something. So Kramer is like seriously injured from that. <laughs> yeah, he has to go to the hospital. <laughs> he goes to the hospital. All right, so we cut now to Akron, Ohio. There's, fuck, what are these meetings where, have you ever had a work meeting where there was shrimp? <laughs> well, in the, I, I don't know about the first meeting, but definitely in the later meetings, George just brought it every time. He's to bringing shrimp to these meetings. Because he wants to prompt the uh, He's got to control it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but why at the first meeting was there shrimp in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. It'd so be so nice if my employers gave me food. <laughs> yeah, it would be that. Well, it's usually pizza. Like, usually the food I've gotten is like, oh, it's leftover from a more important meeting. That yeah, yeah. get the, the trickle-down food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this pizza's been breathed on by 50 people already. Okay, cool. I'll eat that. I do eat it usually. Oh, of course. So, um, he's, he's shoving the shrimp in his, is in his mouth here. Um, he's proposing a snow tire day at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> as long as they don't throw him on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and then somehow Riley, Riley knows George, but uses the same line. <laughs> <laughs> the ocean called... They're running out of shrimp on George one more time. (laughs) Which George then, he's prepared, pulls out his jerk store line. Say the jerk store line. Um, The jerk store called and they're running out of you. And Riley comes back with, what's the difference? You're their all-time bestseller. (laughs) And there's a big long pause and George says, well, I had sex with your wife. (laughs) And there's a very long pause. And the guy running the meeting says his wife is in a coma. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Now, Riley has a lot going on in his life. He (laughs) left the Yankees, moved from New York to Akron, Ohio. His wife is currently in a coma. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> where where is, is his wife in New York or in Ohio? <laughs> what a weird personal life, Riley. <laughs> oh, maybe he moved home to Akron to take care of his comatose wife. Oh, maybe. What? So he was like, he doesn't he, live in New York, you mean? Or? Yeah, maybe he like was working in New York, but wanted to be closer to family. And that's why he left the Yankees. Maybe he willingly left the Yankees instead of, because it yeah, wasn't clear earlier. I do want to, I do want to think it's because of his like zingers, like that he's always <laughs> zinging everybody. <laughs> Uh, Firestone needed the zinger, so they <laughs> yeah they, they hired they hired the right guy. Um, all right, so we're almost done here. We're back at the hospital. Um, Kramer is in a hospital bed from the tennis ball incident. <laughs> yeah, and on some sort of machinery that is keeping him from screaming. I guess <laughs> because Elaine comes by with a VCR. Is like, oh, I'm here to cheer cheer Kramer up in the hospital. I thought we could watch a movie. Um, she's looking for a plug. She unplugs some machine. <laughs> and Kramer is just like, ah! <laughs> I would love to know if there's really a machine 
like that? Was it like administering painkillers like instantly so that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So no theories on that. You have nothing? No, I didn't. No. Just enjoyed just enjoyed the last joke of the episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, what? No, there's actually one more joke. George is in his car and he's thinking about more comebacks. And he's like, well, the life support machine called. Yes, that's what I should have said. <laughs> and he turns his card around shouting, you're meat, Riley. You just <laughs> yourself. So I guess he's, he's going back to Akron to make some kind of a zinger about the life support machine. <laughs> Can you come up with a life support machine zinger? Well, the life support machine called. Um, <laughs> don't know. I can't. I... I can't. It's not easy. So I'm very curious about what George would have come up with. Uh, all right that's the end that's your episode that's uh that's your cousin thanks for uh recounting that episode with me that was that was fun yeah that was really fun <laughs> i like the, oh man that's a good one good choice um do you have anything uh mr alex bergman's why are you so plural don't know alex it confuses Berg- everyone bergman's yeah i wish the s wasn't there you don't like it as a unique like because i like it it's just it makes things difficult People don't know where to put the S. People always throw it in the middle of my name. Bergsman. Bergsman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. No, but you're Alex Alex Bergman's. Um, yeah. do, you have, do you have anything to plug? Oh, uh, you can, a lot going on, but. can find me on Twitter at a serious man with a G at the end. So a serious man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you yeah. like adding extra letters that make things difficult to everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, You're like Bergman's, a... Mang, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a running motif for my life. Yeah, well, it was really nice having you on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. Maybe we could do it again if you come uh, come up with a uh, another episode that you like and and sure again. I'm trying to get through as many as I can. I'm not doing it like the traditional. Let's start at season one and go through the whole thing because that's tedious and I'm not. I haven't committed myself to anything like yeah for that that serious <laughs> so yeah all right man uh keep in touch and uh i'll talk to you soon cool be glad right. there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came you want to go where people know people are all the same you want to go where everybody knows you